Welcome to another 1905 podcast. Hello everybody, um, today we are looking at the uh, Newcastle away game and then moving on to the Wrens game, which was uh, tonight, so we are uh, recording straight after. Um, tonight I am joined by Jordan. Hello, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> Good, thanks mate, how are you? <laughs> I'm alright mate, I'm buzzing. <laughs> Rick? Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> Sorry, as you said that, I just got made a cup of tea, so I was all buzzing. <laughs> I was, I was there, I Hello, yeah. I haven't had an intro yet. Jordan's on a cup of tea and I've got a vodka. <laughs> got a beer, I think I we shouldn't have. I don't, know, I don't know who's doing it right, Ash. Vodka or tea? Uh, probably well, hello, guys. Hello, everybody. Uh, yeah, so we are going to look at Newcastle first. I'm not going to do that rule where we can't talk about something that happened tonight because it never works. And we always end up just like saying that we're going to say something later. So we might as well just say it at the time. If it, if it all coincides and it coincides, you're all going to understand what we're talking about. Um, so I want to start with just the basic stats for the Newcastle game. We had 71% possession, 14 shots and only three on target. Um, Obviously, uh, we came away from St. James's Park with a 2-0 victory, uh, three points in the bag, and a pretty solid performance all round. Um, we probably could have scored many more. Uh, the gods weren't really with us on that one. Uh, Darlo made some great saves, uh, denying Werner and Tammy, uh, but we did break yeah. the deadlock on 10 minutes for the Fernandez own goal after Chile B pushed him into the net. Ha! Um, great ball from Mason. Um, uh, so many chances for us tonight, uh, but it was really great to see that we were creating that many chances. Uh, eventually on the 65th minute, uh, there was some great link-up play with Werner and Tammy to slot home the second. So, guys, um, this is going to be for all of you, but I'll start with you, Ash. Who was your standout man? Because uh, McManaman on VT gave the man of the match to Tammy, but then fawned about Kante, which I found rather confusing. Um, yeah. So who, who was for you? I think it's probably worth mentioning both of those players. Tammy has been he's 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 steadily improving. And we I know we've spoken about him on a couple of previous podcasts, his hold up play and stuff, which wasn't as good tonight against Wrens, but against Newcastle, you know, he did put in a good performance. Um however, I'd have to say it was Kante. Um, yeah, I think I speak for pretty much everyone here and probably a lot of the Chelsea fan base when I say Kante seems to be back to his best, playing in a position where we've all wanted him to be. Um, and, I mean, his stats for the game against Newcastle, uh, his pass completion rate was just under 90%, um, but four tackles, three interceptions, two clearances. That's what you want. Yeah, from your DM, you want, can, sure. yeah. and he and 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 actually, you know, the stats I think do him a disservice because his game he offers so much more than just the stats. And I think we live in a world where people are obsessed with stats. But uh, you know, okay, he's made the tackles and the inceptions, but the amount of time he applies the pressure. We said it against Burnley. Whenever a Burnley player got the ball, Kante was on him. He was on him. He was all over him like a cheap suit. Like he, he's just on it. Yeah. So for me, yeah, for me, it was Kante against Newcastle. How about you, Rick? Um, yeah, I agree with Ash, to be honest. I thought Kane was brilliant. Um, I thought he mopped everything up. 
he was everywhere on the pitch, covered every blade of grass. I thought Tammy played really well. Um, it, was a pretty, it was a pretty solid. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say it was a pretty solid all-round performance from everybody. I it was. I wouldn't say anyone was. I wouldn't say anyone was spectacular, um, but I thought Kante was probably our best player. Him and Tammy. Yeah. What about you, Jordan? I'm I'm in agreement uh, fully. Um, if you go back to there, I come across a, a tweet um, basically ranking um, N'Golo on interceptions since he's been our player. So 2015-16, he was ranked first. The season after, 16-17, second. Season 17-18, first. And then for the 18 and 19, he dropped to 17th, 19-20 to 15th last year. But now he's back up to first so far. So obviously, when people say he's back to his best, I know interceptions not only the only part of his game but yeah. it's a massive part of cutting passing lanes being yeah. breathing down people's necks whether that's a striker or, or anyone in the opposition that is um I, I just think he's quality and i find that with him playing in this in a deeper role and then you've got Havertz and Mount just to, just in front of him in the two eight roles I just find that he's so I just find it such such so much more dynamic in the midfield mm. Wow. There's a lot more trust there, isn't there? I think. Yeah, yeah. The, like, the defense and the forward it. players just a bit more trust in in Kante, and just because he's just, solid. Just wanna, yeah, because he's solid. Yeah, he is, and and you know he's going to be he's going to be there behind you whenever you turn around. If you're trying to win the ball back, and we're trying to instigate a press, and what we said, you know, previously was that 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 gap between the defense and the midfield. When the forwards were pressing, the defence were too far back and there was no one in midfield doing that the press. that double pivot Kante, thing wasn't working, yeah. Yeah, Kante does that. But I just want to say, like, Jordan, thanks for those stats. Stats all. Stats all. The 18-19 season, we, a massive drop-off in terms of interceptions from Kante. And that was the season where um, Sarri was playing him on the right of the midfield three. Well, so. I was going to come in and say that Kante personally was my man of the match uh, because yeah, he literally agreed. was just doing his Kante things. And mm-hmm. I actually made a note and put playing in his best position. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, Jordan's stats actually back my, that up because yeah. I don't care who tells me that Kante's better going forwards. I don't care. That never, never should I ever want to see that man doing that job? Because when he, he didn't win league titles and World Cups, running at goal. He, he was no. doing what he does best, breaking up play, interceptions, literally all over everybody, uh, the uh, engine that he is. And for Leicester and France, he made Danny Drinkwater and Pogba champions. Yeah. For sure. 100%. So, Ash, are you saying that you think we're seeing the best from him again? Yeah, yeah, I think we are. I think we just, you know, if I take it back to when Lampard got the job, one of the first questions on the journalists' lips and the fans as well was, do you know where you're going to play Kante? Because it felt at times that Sarri wasn't sure and wanted, you know, really needed the Jorginho, you know, metronomic midfielder dictating play. And it was like, okay, well, you're not going to get the best at Akante. And one of the first questions they asked Lampard when he took over was, do you know where you're going to play Kante? And Lampard said he had a good idea. And I think, unfortunately, last season, we were just caught between styles. But now we're really starting to see our 
style emerge because we've yeah, got I the agree. right personnel. Lampard's finally had a transfer window. Yes. I just yeah. find that people put in, um, it was, it was through last season as well. I just, I find people put in um, the age for the reason why they would sell Kante and cash in on him. And oh, I, just I thought think that was mad. Shit. Yeah, I thought it's, that was mad. It's not mad. Like, it's fucking stupid. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just like look at look at Kante now. What thirty, thirty-one? Yeah. He's un he's unreal. He's come back to his best form. Last two seasons, you know, not just interceptions, but he wasn't, you know, but he wasn't also integrated properly. Yeah. And yeah. now look at him. Look at Thiago Silva. Two different, completely different players. But I just mean it doesn't age. matter about age. No. It just does not matter. So if you're going to front the age argument, you know, it's boys. I, I think the problem with that was was I think people were seeing that Angolo was getting injured and they didn't that he was coming back kind of with the same vigour that he played with. And I, I agreed with that. I think he did need like that settling in period, but he also needed to be played in his position. Exactly. You don't like get a Rolls Royce and try and stick it on, you know, on a council estate, do you? I don't mean to be rude, but that's like having Kante up. I just don't see the point of it. It's an absolute waste of his talent. And he's obviously comfortable where he is, which is then he's, when he's going to excel, so I, I just yeah, I think it, I think it's mad that people actually wanted him sold without even giving him a chance. But then obviously we see crazy things on Twitter every single day, so um, I'm not surprised that people were saying that. There's this there's this need to not have any patience, and I think now mm. it's proven that you know patience is actually a virtue. Like we're seeing well the said, rewards. Trace. Well said. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other thing I did think was um, with the um, uh, inclusion of Rudy and, and, and Kovacic, obviously Silva couldn't play. Like he, yeah. he had flown back from uh, his international break really late. Um, not that he wasn't working. It's, this is a shed something on Instagram where he sat on the floor with like diagrams. Absolutely hilarious. He's like, teaching what? his son. Yeah, teaching his son. So he just doesn't stop the guy. Um but do we think now, like uh, having Rudy come in and obviously Kovacic has come in tonight, like Georgie came in, like, you know, we're, we're kind of using our squad now. Do we think that it's being proven now that our squad uh, depth is good enough for players to be able to stop straight in and cover without any, to, without too much mismatch? Uh, Ash, do you want to go first? I think um, had... We had this podcast recorded before tonight's game against Rennes. I would have said yes. Yes, but so I think I. tonight's performance probably showed there's still a little bit wanting, um, particularly in the midfield three, I thought, tonight. Um, it, it just showed, I think, the depth is there in terms of quality, but the midfield three tonight, I don't think, were quite as fluid in the system that we've been playing when Kante has been. And he's become a linchpin. He's become that, you know, because of the, the talent in Mount and Havertz, with Kante there, they can do what they are best at. Yeah. And I think without Kante there, we've had, you know, Kovacic trying to do what... Havertz, Havertz does it so naturally and he's so young. Whereas Kovacic seemed like he was really trying, but not as effectively. So I think in terms of squad depth, we are there or thereabouts but I think they just need a little bit longer in the system because what's apparent now is we are, we're a 4-3-3 team again. 
That's true. Rick, Rick, what do you think? Um, I think we're all right with squad depth. Um, maybe lacking on the left, left back. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> going to say. Uh, yeah, well, oh, left, yeah, left side, left side, because Pulley's injured as well. Mm. Alonso and Emerson shouldn't be anywhere near any football team. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I'd have them playing for my six-a-side vets team. But no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't because you won't win. No, they're both we're shit. Allowed two, we're allowed two players under the age of 36. You're allowed two shit players to take them to. <laughs> um, you haven't seen no, my No, seriously, though. we I think we're all right for squad depth. We've got certain areas. We've got a lot of bodies, probably too many bodies at centre-half. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I understand... I get what Ash is saying um, in regards to the midfield three. It's just going to take time for certain people to do certain jobs when they're asked to do certain jobs. Um, so I understand what Ash means. It's just it's a time thing. Um, but I think we're heading in the right direction. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to be fine. Yeah, I think you're right about the uh, centre-halves and uh, how many bodies we've got there. And oh, too many. Yeah. We, we've been complaining about uh, Tamori for a long time, but it seems mm. like obviously Rudy's getting the nod at the minute. Uh, well, so January, about... January will be interesting, won't it? The, the transfer window regards to centre-backs. Yeah, I think we might see some people actually go in this time. Yeah, obviously there's a few. See you, see you, G string. <laughs> <Yeah>. Six four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how about you, Jordan? How how are you feeling that the squad depth is is uh, soaking this up? Um, I think we are good. Um, I, I I do agree on what you said and a little bit of Rick. Um, our left back position is probably the weakest out of the whole team, in my opinion. How did you um, think um, Emerson did when he came on for the Newcastle game? He, he, he did a why. I, 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 just, I just don't rate Emerson or Alonso. I'm not yeah. going to beat around a bush. I just don't rate them. Uh, when, when I we, think when, when you've to, got Chilwell doing what he's doing, it's, uh, it, it looks very poor in comparison, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, and it is like, it does worry me because you've got to think about it. Like, I'm not... I know we've, on a whole, we're much better as a team, but I just mean in terms of, we've got Chilwell, there's two other left-backs below him, there's a massive, um, what's it called, a massive uh, difference in their performances. We don't really want to be relying all, putting all pressure on Chilwell. If he gets yeah. injured... Yeah, I think this is, uh, this is what, what I'm going that. That's what worries Ian. me. Ian Matson went on yeah. loan. I think it's good Cohen. for him to get the minutes and stuff, but I think, like, let's be honest, Jordan, do you reckon one of them's Matt, uh, Alonso or uh, Emerson are going to be off in January? I reckon Alon Alonso, mate. Do you reckon Alonso? So one Emerson's, of them is going to be off. Emerson's See, been I think here and there, but. Uh, I think there's been some interest from Italy with Emerson, hasn't there? I was going to say, even in the summer, it looked like Emerson could have been on his way. I don't know mm. if it still stands, but I was listening to uh, Matt Law's podcast with, I can't remember who it is now. Anyways, he was saying on Other there... Other podcasts are about, available. Uh, yeah, anyways, <laughs> I, I wasn't trying, I wasn't uh, promoting, <laughs> but I was just saying, I was listening to another one through the transfer window, and he was yeah. saying that both of them are up for sale. And this obviously was just gone, so I don't know if it's still. Yeah, the same. I don't know if it's sell both is. though. But no, but they both they're a bit 
I need to finish my sentence before you interrupt, Rude Boy. Apologies. Apologies. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're both... Uh, <laughs> sorry, my bad. They're, um, they're both up for sale, and it's whatever uh, offer suits the club. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So realistically, then, in in those terms, there isn't a preference of who's going to go. It'll as be whoever as... gets the highest amount. <laughs> the highest that yeah, says yeah, a yeah. lot, doesn't it? That tells you yeah. that neither are actually favoured. Although it looks like Emerson is because he obviously got the nods, but I think that was more because um, a there's no one else, and like you say, Matson's gone on goal, uh, gone on loan. Sorry, uh, but also because uh, Chilwell had obviously uh, had some issues whilst he was with the England squad. So he couldn't probably play him the whole game and risk him. So mm. you could say that Emerson is favoured, but yeah, I don't I don't think I think looking at our squad now, I just don't think they cut it. The only way I would be happy to see Alonso is if he scraps scores another banger against Tottenham on Sunday. That would be amazing. <laughs> but <laughs> Well I think it's a system thing though. I do think it's a system thing because I think Emerson and Alonso are both better as wing backs rather than full backs. Yeah, for sure. And we're spoiled with Chilwell now to a point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, just as we said, Kante's stats dropped off when he was made to play what we would consider out of position. I think we're seeing a bit of that with Kovacic at the moment in that in the defensive two midfielders, yeah. the pivot, he was really good with Jorginho. We saw the best of Kovacic there where he's under pressure he's able to turn like he plays amazingly well under mm. pressure a little bit further forward you know we've seen a bit more of the Real Madrid Kovacic um, well me and so you have been like really um, we've agreed with each other about Kovacic when nobody else has yeah. it I don't know what I don't, I don't know whether our eyes aren't working but even today <laughs> I just thought uh, that like Kovacic they're not erratic <laughs> They're not. I think it's. I, I think it's a system thing. I do think it's a system thing. I think we're asking him to be the same as Mount or Havertz. Yeah. Um. It's like it's like asking Kante to be Ramirez. Like it's it's a slightly different role. Um. But both engines. And yeah, both engines. Yeah. Um. So yeah, for me, I think Kovacic tonight uh, against Rennes similar to at the weekend just gone. I think just left a bit wanting because. He's not, it, well, his strength is receiving the ball under pressure, turning, taking a couple of players out of the game and then moving the ball forward. And I think if he, if he just sits that bit further forward, he's not seeing as much of the ball and then he ends up chasing it. Yeah, and I think that's when he's a bit erratic. Uh, Rick, so bearing in mind Moody has had two starts now. Um, he's actually done all right, don't you think? I mean, he got quite a bit of stick, I think. I know everybody wants to see and silver that is the ideal pairing we all kind of agree on that but yeah. for Rudy to slot in for those two games actually he had a decent time I thought he yeah I thought he slotted in well to be honest he was solid um, he kept it simple I, I wouldn't say he was overly stretched <laughs> no um, no true yeah um, if it would have been I think if it would have been uh, better quality of opposition. Um, I wouldn't have been so confident. No, you don't um, think that him Newcastle, and Zuma. No, Callum Wilson as well was a big. That was plus. massive. That was yeah. massive. I think he would have, he would have give them both a very tough ninety minutes. I think to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm not. He's all right to slot in now and again against certain teams. He's fine to slot in as proven at the weekend. But 
I wouldn't want him playing on Sunday. I no, wouldn't want him anywhere no. near the starting eleven on Sunday. <laughs> no, it has to be Silver and Zuma, doesn't it, for Tottenham? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Ash, without Silver, yes. Pulisic, yes. and Havertz for Newcastle, yes. Yes. It, it didn't shape up too badly, did it? No, it takes you back to what you were saying about the squad depth. But I think the other thing, I think, I think a lot of the comments last season were about lacking leadership in certain positions or just in general in the squad. We're finding that. We're finding that leadership now. And what that leadership leads to is professionalism. And the Newcastle performance from start to finish was just professional. You know, yeah. we got the job done. And like Rick said at the start of this pod, it wasn't like anybody really excelled. Nobody had a world-class performance. There were some good, almost great performances in there. But it was just, from start to finish, professional. Get the job done. Solid. Which yeah. is, is what we want to see. So, yeah, for me, I think... I agree. It I was kind of a nice all-round performance from everybody. Yeah, it was. But it, it was so got, much better. So and much we've got better. those leaders that are now showing themselves. I think Mendy is a leader. Mason Mount's a leader. Silver's a leader. Yeah, up front even. I think even Reese seeing... to a certain extent as well. I think he yeah. wants to lead yeah. by example. So... He's learning and he's, he's, I think his game he has improved. Solid, he, he yeah. 100% improved. And we said, didn't we, it would improve. The more matches he plays, it would improve. Mm. So, yeah, I think... Um, I think the fact those, we've got those Havertz, three, without, yeah. Yeah, without, without those key players to turn against what we may consider a bogey side, to turn, yeah. to turn up there away and just deliver a professional performance that gets the job done and back to London with three points, like, you can't really fault it. No, not really. Did you, did you guys see um, on the... There's a few things going around Google. It's on the Metro, I think it is. And um, obviously, Mount told uh, Chelsea's official website, when Timo missed that, that uh, chance against Newcastle for us, Yeah, he turned around and said... Um, I said to Timo in the first half, that's a goal for you. You need to score them because he's seen them day in, day out in training. You can hear it. If you watch yeah. back to, to the, without, the, without the fake crowd noise, you can hear him shout at Timo, you need to be finishing them. You need to be scoring them. Who said that? Yeah. Mount? Wow. Mount. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. good though. That's what we want from him. That's what you want to see. Yeah. And, and Timo knows it. And he, you know, and... Yeah, we'll talk about he, he even turned around and said, obviously, you know, Mount, Mount missed his own chance. And he says that even he was harsh on himself. Like, he and you can see, should have finished I think that's it. good, though, you because can see people that. are seeing. Yeah. The, yeah. the difference between failure. last season, yeah, I know Mount was, oh, he's still in the uh, limelight in terms of what's going on right now on Twitter and that, but... You, the maturity, although it was there last year, is so much bigger this year. Like literally, I think over the the break, Lampard just he's took so much responsibility, and it's proper fucking showing. Dare I say he's our new Lampard? Because I, I think I, I I'm seeing. Love him, Absolutely yeah. love him, we mate. said I, it. We said it in the pod with yeah with Gavin Peacock. So much, so much of him that we saw in Frank in the very early times. Only Mount is younger, and Mount has always played for Chelsea and he's yep. gone and kind of you know uh gone to Derby and had a great time and uh, just I remember us having a conversation about him being at Derby and there being no better tutor for him than Frank Lampard because they I feel like they are the same player 
he said we're building momentum but we can't get too carried away we need to stay grounded in these situations yeah I'd love to see it lovely love, love that yeah exactly. and tonight as well against Wrens you know you can see so what I'm saying about leaders and the expectations and not just the expectations from each other the expectations from our, from themselves is so much more visible at the moment there was a ball over the top and Tammy Tammy thought he was controlling it and it, it, it didn't he didn't it didn't manage to control it it went out for a goal kick and he was fuming with himself yeah. because he knows yeah. he should be better there well, and that's, that's it yeah, going back to what we were saying about squad depth, and I know, Ash, you said uh, that we potentially are missing Pulisic on, on the left. And, mm -hmm. you know, we have got Timo out there. I think Timo is doing a, a splendid job. Yes, uh, for Newcastle, he did miss two guilt chances. But he, he, he's showing that he can still do it. He's making the runs. His movement is incredible. Yeah. He's quick as hell. Um so, Jordan, do you think that with that in mind, do you think that Pulisic and Havertz can be eased in a little bit more slowly now because we do kind of have players that can play there? Yeah, I, I, I do. Um, I think the fact that, that, you know, the whole team, when they're asked to at the moment, are, are playing very well. Um, sort of like, it, it sort of takes the pressure of Lampard and relying on one player, let's say. Not yeah. that he has, but, you know, Pulisic, he's injured, obviously. And we saw a couple of times last season where he was injured and then he's brought back quickly because we had to rely on him. Yeah. Now we don't yeah. as much. We, we, I'm not saying that Pulisic isn't part of our team. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying that because we've made additions, it doesn't, always, it doesn't all sit on Pulisic to be like, it may be in his head, be like, I need to come back, I need to come back, help the team. Obviously, yeah. he's going to think that, but it's not so much pressure on himself. Um, you know, after after uh, last season, after the first lockdown, let's say, um, he was an absolute beast. And um, I want him to see, I, I, I'd love, love Pudisic. I think his quality is, he's so direct, he's so fast. And I just think that, when he does come back, I want it to be 110%. I want it to have that fire in the belly like he did last year after the po uh, post-pandemic, let's say. And, um, you know, there's so many opportunities and so many, so many games to play this season. He's going to get his chance. And when he yeah, does, he'll take it. He'll I take think, it. Yeah, I think that's... I think the thing is, I think, like you said, we have rushed players back before because we have absolutely needed And we them. don't whereas, need to. No, now. whereas now... How I amazing we is can, that? Yeah, we can make him 100% fit so that when he that's comes back, saying. we're not risking him. And I think that's really important. And I think also, I'm, I'm, I, this... It happens in football. It's a harsh reality. You know, one player goes out, another player gets his chance. And yeah. I think if it weren't for Pudisic, Tammy's time would have been a little bit sort oh, of cut. But yeah. Tammy's fucking taking it by the bollocks yeah, and yeah. He's playing really, really well, which is another amazing thing because it's helped him blossom. We lost Tammy a little bit towards the end of the year, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah but we did. Now he's back to his, I wouldn't say his greatest at the moment because at one point he was banging goals in for fun. But yeah. His game's so much more complex now. It's not just one, oh, given the ball, he's going to bang it in. It's and, his hold-up plays better. That was one of the negatives last year. Now he's 
work he's worked on it he's working on it it's improving not only that he's now he's managed to forge relationships with Werner and Havertz that's um, what I'm saying I love it quickly hasn't he and he's managed to kind of adapt himself and and we have said like his hold up play and everything's been brilliant so yeah I think it looks very promising um in terms of uh, most areas of the pitch like we say you know there's that one area that probably is an issue but yeah on the whole I think Newcastle was just a solid all-round good Definitely. performance from everybody. Walked away with three points. We didn't get international breaks. And now we're moving on to Rennes. These are the champions. These are the champions. <laughs> 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 oh, it's the pitch. Oh. It's the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's higher than I can go. <laughs> people listening that um, we often ask Jordan to sing us a Champions League theme tune <laughs> so uh, we figured we'd get it on a pod so, every cheers. Champions cheers. League game every Champions <laughs> League game in the group chat yeah without I fail I have it. to send it yeah, it's like a good <laughs> and, and also, I must say, I don't send the same voice note every time I do a new one. No, there's definitely sometimes it's been pretty shit, and sometimes it's been pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think I did. I think the last time I did it, I was like, I think I had a chest infection, so I couldn't. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so now yeah, it sounded like clock it, it everywhere. Was, it was a windy day. <laughs> it's a very windy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, so yeah, so Rens, Champions League. Yeah. We've qualified. We've qualified. We've, yes. We've qualified. yes. I want to win the group games. though. Greedy me. I want to win, win the whole it. thing. It's next week, isn't it? Greedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so obviously our win tonight against Rens means that we now just need to beat Sevilla. I say just, it's gonna be quite difficult, but we yeah. win that game, we're top of the group. Yeah. I think, in my I think opinion, nailing it early was, or, or at least qualifying into the knockouts was imperative to do it as quick as possible. And, it, and we've done exactly that. I think this now allows us to concentrate a little bit more on the league, considering Sunday is what it is. Um, mm. But leading into this game, five wins in a row. So now we've just got to make it six. Mm-hmm. You cannot grumble, mm-hmm. can you? No, we we retweeted Shem, a lovely little graphic Shem put up. Yeah, he did. Chelsea's last however many games, win, Six. win, 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 yeah. win. Yeah, yeah. Love, love to see them green ticks, mate. Yeah. Uh, before the game, BT had said about um, obviously Mendy returning to Rennes mm. and had said that uh, since he's left, Rennes have only had one clean sheet in fourteen games. Well, yeah. So tonight is is fifteen games now. That's 15 games, one clean sheet. But the other interesting thing, and I was going to talk about when they mentioned the goal, they, they've been struggling. As well as the lack of clean sheets, They before tonight, they hadn't scored a goal in over five hours of football. So it had to be us, didn't it? So it had to be us, that's Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> like when, Praise the Lord for Oliver Giroud. Yeah. The teams, oh. like, these teams just like walk into wherever, they, wherever we're playing them and walk in and say, oh, don't, don't fancy giving us a goal, do you? It's gone from it's only Kepper to it's only Chelsea. It? Um, <laughs> but no, I think I think teams struggling will do. You know, they they are more likely to carry out a, a solid game plan because they are desperate for a point or a win yeah. or a goal or whatever. You know, Make so I think that's what, that's what you walk into. I agree. I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
wholeheartedly agree. Uh, and we noticed our faders back as well. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> on the subject of Luke, I am I'm going to get rid of him now. Well done, Luke, Jordan. Yeah, oh, happy yes. birthday, Luke. Luke. Happy birthday, Luke. Big up, Luke Clapham. Happy birthday, mate. Our favourite puppet. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, four changes for the game tonight. Rick, do you think they were the correct four changes to make? Yeah, I think with the squad that we've got and the strength in depth that we have in certain areas, especially in the middle of the park, I think you've got to rotate. And it from before the game, I felt it was a game that we could rotate and get away with it. And yeah, we it was probably <laughs> no, it was probably a bit of a tougher game than I probably anticipated. To be honest, I think that's probably off the back of. I know they had a bit of bad luck at our place. There was the penalty and a few yeah. other bits and pieces that didn't go their way. But I thought they were shit when they come to us, to be honest. I didn't think they offered anything at all. No. Um, but they were very on it tonight. And I think they knew they had to get a result to keep their hopes alive. But Well, they thought... certainly, at one, when, they, when they leveled up, they certainly looked like they were going for the win. Even, even if we'd have drawn tonight, I wouldn't have... I know I said to you before we started the pod that if we had a drawn, I wouldn't have been overly disappointed because um, I think the target is just making sure that we get out of the group. But now we've got past these two games against Rens and we've won both of them. I think you want to be winning the group now, don't you, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I think actually, yeah, I almost feel like we said... Um... Severe is probably the, the toughest test in our group, let's be fair. It's been, I it's think if we get... The away fixture. The yeah. Away fixture I think four points, four points out of the last two games, I think we top the group. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think we should be beating Krasnodar, so... Yeah, we should be, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, we obviously uh, scored the first goal with... Um, Mount looping a ball into Callum Hudson Odoi. It was lovely to Great see ball. playing. Yeah, Great ball. I was really pleased actually because I think off of the back of the um, international break where uh, Callum played for the under 21s, he had two really good games. So I felt like it was justified really that he got into the side today. Um, and then his connection with with Mount on that was a no mess. Like I'm, I'm taking my chance, which. We'd said before, hadn't we, that Callum, when he played in games, I think even um, the EFL Cup game, um, uh, he looked like he was trying too hard. I think me and you said that, didn't we, Rick? Where we were saying that he was just, it looked like he was trying too hard. He looked a lot more solid today, don't you think? He looks like he's got, um, I like Callum. I think he's got, a, I think he's got so much potential. Um, he looked like he had a bit of, it looked like he knew he should be out there. He had the belief back in him um, that he knows he's a good player and he showed it. He's still not putting it together over a full game, but he's showing more and more flashes of it now and he's getting more consistent. And I think the international break helped him. He had a, he played really well for the under-21s. Um, and I think when he does get these chances, he's got to take these chances like he did 
like he did in the game this evening, he's got to take his chances because we've got so many options out wide. If he doesn't take his chances, he's going to be waiting four or five weeks for another chance. Yeah, I agree. Uh, He needs to be taking his chances. Jordan, you were waving at me. I think you've got some stats, haven't you? Oh, yeah, no. So on his first half, uh, Vivens, obviously, he got his goal from the great ball from Mount. Um, he, char- he, he created one big chance, uh, 100%, 100% crossing accuracy, 83% pass accuracy and two ground duels. Um, successful, by the way. Uh, so, you know, his first half, for me, I, I, I same as Rick, I, I like Callum. I think he's quality and the fact that, you know, he's, he's homegrown. That's, that's another amazing thing as well for him to be, you know, playing in uh, the first team. I think with Callum, obviously, I think it was a little bit of maybe attitude because you could sort of see it. His body language sometimes was quite, you know. But then he's also got to find his... He's got, for me, to say consistent, like, I'm not saying to suck eggs, because he's the one that's playing the football, not me. But <laughs> what I think is that he needs to find the, the perfect balance between between being too composed at times and be and trying too hard. He needs a mixture of both because mm. then he'll fight. He'll be. He needs to stay <laughs> grounded. And tonight's performance, I thought it was that. So if yeah. he if he takes that into the next performance and the next performance, in my opinion, I would have no problem with him. Even if he didn't yeah. score or assist, just on the whole of his game, I just think that he did play quality. Yeah, I know, Ash, you uh, you thoroughly enjoyed that goal. We were battling it out in the group chat about who really wanted to fall over this ball from Mount Moore, so I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just before, before I talk about the goal, just a little bit on, on Callum Hudson-Odoi, if I can. Um, I think it's interesting, you know, what you guys have just said. I, I do see it. I do think there is a, a, a battle with him. In his in his own mind, in terms of like he's he's there's no question he's got oodles of ability and talent. There's no question about that. I don't think you know we've all seen it. It's a I think he's a confidence player, and for whatever yeah, reason, whether you blame it on the people around him, the interest from Bayern Munich, the way it played out, the way the club handled it, we don't know whether he was upset with the club or anything. We don't know about any of that. I think that gave him a particular mindset, you know, whatever that is. And then, of course, he had a terrible injury. So I feel like he's coming back into games now, feeling like he does belong, but at the same time feeling he needs to prove his value to Chelsea, but also at the same time feeling like he isn't... He's maybe a little bit more reluctant. He's maybe just playing a little bit safe at times or either too safe or too adventurous. And I think that's possibly... You know, his decision-making is being affected by that that little inner turmoil. Do I play it safe and avoid injury or do I actually go all out and then I'm trying too hard? And I, I, I think he's, the weight of that is, is, has got to him a little bit. But I got man re- of, oh, did he get man of oh, the match? I think he got no man of the match for the um, Little Lions, didn't he? Oh, England he did, under, yeah. Under 21s. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Rick wanted and, to just interject, I think, before you yeah, go, go on, on to your next point. Right. It wasn't even really an interjection. It was kind of agreeing, to be honest. Um, 
Ash brings up an interesting point. That injury he had, that's a terrible injury. Yeah, I forgot to say that as well. For a kid, for a kid, and he is still a kid. Exactly. I think he's only 20 now, and he's just turned 20. Yeah, yeah. So he's had that injury. He's 19. He's still a teenager when he's had that mm. injury. Um, that can wreck a career. That takes yeah. a long time to come back from. Not to mention, I don't think, and I don't understand why this is not spoken about enough, and it annoys me a little bit, if I'm being honest. It does irk me that... He was um, he was falsely accused of rape. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. A lot well of said, people mate. and a lot of people forget. You know, I'm not I'm not sitting here. I'm not the um, I'm not sitting here. I'm not a judge, so I'm not gonna say I know what happened because I wasn't there. But he was cleared of any wrongdoing. But yeah. he's had to go through having his name plastered across the front and back pages of the national media as a teenager saying he's done something that he hasn't done. Yeah. Has there been any apology? I haven't seen any apology nah. to him. I very much doubt it. Yeah. So he's left to crack on and it's down to him and the club to put him back together as well as him getting over that horrible injury that he's I had think, as well. Yeah, I think you're right. I think and we're something physical. Bayern Munich. Yeah. And then you've got the Bayern Munich interest as well. So yeah. I think you're both and, right, really, because in essence yeah, then you're kind of... Big... You're going with a physical thing where it, it's frightening. His, his career is in jeopardy at that yeah. point. You don't know how you're going to come back from that. So it, it's it's... A, a mental thing as well as a physical thing course, and then yeah. you've got sidelines of stories so whether that's the, another club's interest or whether it is because you've been accused of something like as major as that I think actually a lot of people underestimate how those three things in essence and, and Ash rightly said I think some of the people that are behind him maybe aren't advising him as well as they should be I think it's more about their own personal self than it is about Callum's career mm. um, when you have those four things in the mix on such young shoulders, it's no wonder that someone could fall apart. So in essence, he's not, if he's coming back and he's trying too hard, you can almost commend him for trying too hard. And mm. I think he did prove himself in the internationals um, for the under 21s. I think he had two great games and he, he looked too good for them. If, mm. it was the way he was dribbling as well. It looked like yeah. him but when he was is, first breaking through, in yeah. and out of people, dribbling, and carrying the ball. He looked it's confidence, and it's a like a like a like the confidence. He's that confidence player, and when he's when he's confident, he's flying. He's got that like yeah. joie de vivre, you know, like that that zest for life you see on the pitch with the ball at his feet. And I just feel like at, at Chelsea, and this is the other thing. Like when in times in my life when I've started a new job on a new pay scale, I feel the need to prove my worth to that employer, you know, to my boss. I want to show him I'm worth the investment. And we don't know how he's, he's still young. And, you know, he's got, he, he literally changed the pay scales at youth to first team development at Chelsea yeah, on his did. own. Yeah, he did. And that might be carrying a bit of a weight as well. So I think it's a bit, it's a bit psychological, but, um, but I think we can all probably agree it's 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 lovely to see him getting minutes. He's getting hats off, he's hats getting off to goals him. and hats yeah. off to him to come out what it, to come past all that all that shit to now yeah. you know he's not regular yet, but to, it, it to take that down. chance yeah. tonight. And, who knows? Who knows? And if he carries on taking that into any other game or any further yeah. game that he's given the chance, even if it's limited chances, if he takes them chances every single time, 
Fair well, play. I think it's, it's the same as yeah. Well, I think yeah, it's got exactly. to a point, hasn't it, where we were talking about uh, quite rightly. If if Pulisic wasn't injured, I think we wouldn't have seen so much of Tammy so far this season. And with Callum, unfortunately for him, he's got CS in front of him, who yeah. hasn't really done an awful lot wrong. So the competition surrounds him, but I only see that as a good thing because I think if you're yeah. young and hungry, you you. You you push yourself. You're going to be sharing that space with them. Let's, as opposed to... let's not forget though that Callum was a left-sided attacker. You know, exactly and we, 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 we felt like Hazard <laughs> kept him out of the team. And mm. you know, we've got an injury or a number of injuries to our left-sided attacker, and Werner's been deputising there. And you know, okay, that might be just to give him the confidence boost because he's a new player at the club, whatever. But I think as the season progresses, we are going to need that understudy at left attacking and right attacking positions on that forward line. And he but, can play both now. Yeah. Oh, exactly. He can. He can. But I was just going to bring it back round to, to Tracy sort of, you know, handing me the baton to talk about the first goal. And I might take um, it now. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to actually mention um, Callum Hudson-Odoi in that because before we talk about Mason Mount, by the time he looked up to play the pass, we had three forwards all making a sprint past a defender. Yeah. Now that, from a defensive position, that fucking pleases me no end. It was such a... It, the whole thing was just beautiful from beginning to end. <laughs> you you was... look at... The, 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 when they pause play, the moment Mason Mount's playing that pass, you've got Tammy Central occupying two centre-backs. You've got Werner occupying the left-back. And then you've got um, Callum Hudson-Odoi in behind, already in behind. He, you know, he, he's, he's left back pushed up too far. He's in behind already. And that, that was, you know, for, that, that is credit to Tammy Werner and Callum Hudson-Odoi. Yeah, yeah. For that commitment, that commitment to the attack. But, but we were going to talk about Mason Mount. So I noticed that we scored the goal in the 22nd minute. And in the 21 minutes prior to that, he had, won, he had turned possession over three times. And the, the position of those three turnovers, one was just outside their 18-yard box, one was around our halfway line, and the one for the goal was back in our defensive third. And, you know, we've spoken about that gap being missing with the press between defence and attack. And I think he really just, he excels in that position, that number he's eight. He's phenomenal, really, mate. He applies oh. that press from everywhere. And, and, and before up. he'd even made the pass as well, like he hassled to get that ball. Oh, he, 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 it, was, it was his pressure. Yeah. He turned the ball over. He won that ball. He created that goal. And he didn't just get the assist. He created the opportunity. Yeah, but he hassled. Yeah, he got the he ball. He won the ball back. Got the ball. And then the vision. And it wasn't even just, I've got the ball and I'm going to play a first-time ball in behind the defence. He stopped. He took two touches, looked up. And at the time he played the ball, I think he probably could have played Werner in as well. They were both at that point just beyond their defenders. Tammy was still you know, occupied by two centre-backs. But he's put it on a sixpence over the top in Callum's stride and, and made and in Cobham. Yeah, exactly. Made in Cobham. Made in Cobham. And um, yeah, Callum, Callum Hudson had always taken two touches and just passed it into the net with confidence. I didn't have any doubt either. As soon as he collected that ball, confident I had finish. no doubt that he was, he confident was putting finish, that away. But, yeah. but that was, you know, Mason Mount in that passage of play was just. I think uh, a big shout out to. One of my absolute favourites, Chesk Fabregas, who um, at the oh, time yeah. tweeted Mason Mount, 
fabulous. I think it was all fantastic. I can't remember. Yeah, you know, yeah. if 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 the fucking magician that is Chess Fabregas is is turning around and publicly tweeting, big up Mason Mount. These people ain't got a leg to all stand on. Got, all of these lot on Twitter. Are talking well, I about just what... I do just want to say because um, we are the shed have uh, actually tweeted and it is a uh, quote from Lampard after the game. And uh, during the game, I saw it on, on, on Twitter, even after Mason Mount's absolute brilliance, still just, uh, honestly, it goes completely over my head. I have no idea what these people say. Um, uh, uh, so the Lampard quote was, any negative talk about Mount needs to go away. What matters is what his teammates think of him and what proper Chelsea fans think of him. People who support this club have made the manager say this. This is what we the should said, and we mm. uh, and I think we all kindly suggest you support another team. Now I've <laughs> literally got to a point now where I don't know what Mason Mount has to do for people to support him. But the way I'm seeing it now is these people on Twitter they don't know football, let alone Chelsea. It's an agenda. They're ignorant. If I could just back up your point, if I before yeah. Rick and Jordan talk about Mason Mount. If I could just mention his stats from tonight, 86% pass accuracy, two out of two accurate crosses, two out of two accurate long balls, 100% dribble success, six out of seven duels won, one assist and two key passes from, from, from a, uh, one of the midfield three. I don't understand like, it because can, from the minute people... that, that, that Mount got taken off today, the game changed. It completely changed. We we were struggling a bit, especially in the midfield. And I just I, I just I cannot abide these people. I don't know who they are, I don't know where they've come from, but there's now an influx of them who just decide that they want Mason Mount to be sold. Well, sell yourself because we love Mason Mount. Sell yourself. Sell yourself. Oh, uh, Jordan, mate, what do you reckon? Mason Mount? Like he's oh, every single time, mate, I just I love the guy, mate. I think he's fucking quality, absolute quality. Class. He's even uh, like you, like you said, uh, 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 Cesc Fabregas. He's uh, rep- actually we just he just replied to him actually on Twitter. Um, oh, uh, nice. Saying thanks, magician. Been watching your assist. <laughs> 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 nice. Absolute Been watching brilliant. assist. Yeah, and it was that kind yeah. of like Fabregas assist, wasn't it? Although. Mason Mount won the ball back himself, whereas Chess. It's just, a, it's just, just a fact. Like, <laughs> it's not like he's he's playing every he's playing every single game for England, as well. And then he even started getting bullshit about that because fucking Grealish weren't getting a look in. Oh, not, but how, yeah. how dare you play an English player for England? It's absolutely yeah, shit. Yeah, old oh, Southgate's son, Lampard's son. Like, are they both yeah. his dads? Like, what's going That's on? That's what I said. I think I tweeted that. I said, I, I, just, I said, Mason Mount's got more dads than anyone I know. Like, hell. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, what, do you, what are you saying, mate? Um, I can only really echo what everyone else has said. Really, what's not to like? Um, he works his bollocks off. He does. Every he really time does. he comes on the pitch, he's got a great first touch. He's proven he can pick a pass out. He can score goals. And he's come through the academy. Why would you have anything bad to say about him? I don't understand. Mm. Yeah, no, and there was a, there, and there was there was a beautiful bit of skill as well where oh Trent can't can hear then properly there was oh, a beautiful sorry. bit of skill where the ball got played over the top and it was in the final third and 
he basically juggled it over two players and then stung a pass into Kovacic who couldn't control it at the time. First but, touch, Mount. But I just think if, if that, what Mount had done, if that was any other player, people would be sharing. Oh, if he'd have had an Eno after his name. It and in fact, oh, that little bit, Ash, that you was just on about, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, he, he, uh, he touched that ball down and megged Ren's best player. He and did, Ren's yeah. best player, seventeen years old, mate. Uh, France, um, what's it called? France's youngest ever scorer, um, Kamavinga, who I mentioned as well. Kamavinga, Kamavinga. So, this is this is the state of Chelsea Twitter. I saw a tweet that said, um, because of everyone blowing smoke up Mason Mount's ass now, it's disappointing that that Frank Lampard won't sign that Kamavinga visa. Oh, no, I, 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 I love that Kamavinga. I think he's. How I bad think, is that? What it is? Yeah, but that's. Yeah. His, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't deserve all that bullshit. I'd like to point doesn't. out, right, and and four of us, we've all been to Chelsea. We go to Chelsea as often as we can, okay. And we all have this feeling about him. There are so many people on Twitter who go to games, support the club properly, like or, or, you know, like don't necessarily go, but they support the club, club you know, like not, have been. Not one person years. in that stadium says it. Exactly. So who I've are never these people? Heard it. Like, never. A week ago. I don't know how we spoke this to, is happening. We spoke to Gavin Peacock, who played in the same position for the same club, and even he said Mason Mount smashing it. Yeah, but like, did you in our interview uh, when we actually yeah met in him, February yeah back in February when, yeah. when we said um, oh what did we what was the what was the question? It was about Luton, wasn't it? And about his uh, uh, no, it was it was that that he integrated Mason Mount there, that, but yeah. it was also. Who would you like to play against, or something mm. like that, in in the new team, or oh, play with? Was it the who, yeah, that was so it. That was the current right. team, would you like to be, play with? Straight away, Mason Mount, bang. Yeah, literally. And no I was thinking, fucking yeah. quality. Like that says it all. You know, and people that, need to listen. And that, yeah, this. I know Mason Mount was pretty decent then, but that was just before the United game last season. Yeah, when it was lost February. Yeah, it was February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that makes him out so much better. Let's be honest, his whole his whole game is completely different this year. I think everyone Although has come on leaps and bounds. And at some points, he didn't deserve the bullshit. But now, yeah. I, although Lampard's coming out and saying this, I think now, I think because. Like I said earlier, I believe that Mason is so much more mature this season. I think he's using that as as a as a what do you call it? Like a fire in his belly. So he's thriving off this bullshit that's coming out of these people's. They're not, well, just coming, it's not coming out of their mouth, certainly. It's coming out of their fucking fingers. But. I think the problem is, is that actually now this is like affecting his family members. And it's like, the boy has not done a single thing wrong. Like, the amount of stuff that just goes on, it's just crazy <clears throat> as it is. Whether it's, you know, it's just trolling. It is the, I don't believe they like football, let alone Chelsea. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And yeah, I, I love agree. the fact that Mason Mount smashes it week in, week out, club and country, and he's going to go to the fucking top and them not can keep crying because I love the taste of their tears. Well said. Well fucking... Well, Rick's got something to say. If he's, I think... The only way I can summarise the whole Mason Mound situation, if someone on social media who's got an avi of Eden Hazard, who says they're a Chelsea fan, <laughs> thinks Mason Mount is shit, but oh. our greatest ever player <laughs> and our record goal scorer, who is now our manager, 
thinks he deserves to start week in, week out, I know who I'm listening to, and it ain't the bloke with the Eden Hazard picture. Preach I it, bruv. I have to it. say, the other day, I went onto a Chelsea official <laughs> post, and some kid, I'm, I'm guessing it's kid, had a Neymar picture, <laughs> and was telling us to sell Mount. Honestly, mate, go home. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, no. Um, I just, uh, no. Boy, Ricky's just pulled out his... Fucking double, yeah. what is he called? Shotgun, mate. Whilst doing the corner of the brick around the front room, just walking Abby around. Have it, Eden Hazard. Let's go. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Let's go. Uh, as, we're, uh, as, as we're just learning to Twitter at the moment, um, there's been a lot of hate for Chilwell <laughs> after really? the game tonight. Yeah, there's been a lot of hate for oh, Chilwell. Admittedly, just because that little mistake. Little yeah, mistake. admittedly, some of it's Chelsea fans, a lot of it's teams fans of other teams. Um, I've, I've seen quite a few Arsenal fans landing <laughs> oh, well, to They can't say shit. They're still upset they pay 300 grand a week to William. <laughs> I know we probably haven't got any Arsenal fans listening, but just Mate, they're still for the Chelsea for fans, just, bruv, just to make all the Chelsea fans feel button. better, just to make all the Chelsea fans feel better, I'd just like to point out that our winning goal tonight was scored by a former Arsenal player. And also, whilst you're slagging Chilwell, Goal contributions this season. Chilwell, four. Obama Yang, three. Good night. <laughs> so, yeah. We're getting hairy tonight, aren't we? We're well hairy. AK. Who else is getting shot down? Come on. Black Panther's getting done. I like Larry Nightly 05. Come on. I think someone I was speaking to, Frank the Beef on Twitter, he actually said that we need to do like an entire pod on Mason Mount. Well, I think we've probably fulfilled that to be fair. One second, I actually thought you said Frank LaBeouf then. That must be his name. That must be his name. What are you not telling us? I think that's what he's basing his name on, to be fair. Oh, yeah, no. The buff is closer to the egg than the beef, isn't it? I don't know, is it? Oof is fresh bread. So, we're running out of time. So, let's talk about the Olivier Giroud introduction. And I think we could say, couldn't we? The second half was a little bit meh. And then we made four changes and Giroud... Yeah, and some people thought we were going to run out 3-0 winners at that point. Yeah. Jordan! That, such yeah. a jinx, man. Wait, I, I said, wait, I even held my hands up, yeah, no, and did. I said that Giroud saved my bacon tonight. He did. Yeah, he did. Won, yeah. Won, right, yeah. I would have got ripped to shreds. Yeah, so, thank yeah. You, you very much, Oliver. Oliver. Olive, Oliver. Yeah. Thank you so much, mate. It means Ollie. a lot. You probably well, won't listen to this, but you did save my bacon, mate. Yeah, because we were about to rip him. Um. um so Werner obviously took a shot. It. it uh, came off it bubbled around up in the air and trusty old delivery agent who got his head on it um, I think uh, so many people have been calling for Giroud in these kinds of games and I think there have been many a game where actually we should have had Giroud up there how are we feeling about the small amount of minutes he got really realistically because I don't know about you but I think Werner does deserve a bit of a rest oh, oh, <laughs> Giroud, yeah, like if it just it's just this one stat, right? Is he's scored twelve goals in European competitions for Chelsea since two thousand and eighteen, yeah, the most to anyone in the club at, yeah. in that time between that time and now. 
Um, and like you said, he, he isn't playing as much now at the moment. Um, but I, I do find he makes a massive impact when he does come on. And, oh, mate, I, it, I wasn't expecting it, mate, because the ball was, obviously, I know it's head high. It's just over. But he, you couldn't see him on the camera. You couldn't yeah. see him on the camera <laughs> angle. And the next minute, he's just come out of nowhere, leaped like a big French salmon and headbutted it in. <laughs> And I was just gasped, mate, when I went in. I was Ash, screaming, what yeah. have you got? You've got something there. No, I was just... Before we talk about and just eulogise over Giroud for winning the game for us, which he did, um, I just wanted to make sure we spoke about conceding the goal because I know we don't concede many at the moment. No. And this time we did. Um, I've made a point on recent podcasts about our just no shit attitude to clearances which we were fucking so pleased to see if in doubt kick it out and that's what we're doing wallop foot through it rose ed and i'd love to see it and the players are still doing it but tonight i think it was to our detriment because we did it conceded 11 corners yeah 11 corners and i felt like okay we might be more confident now that we're not going to see concede from a set piece from a corner like we did last year. But I think if you give away, we gave away 11 corners in the game. 11. Yeah, against a team odd. that haven't scored for five hours of football. I think if Maybe that's give away why that, they were so nonchalant. <laughs> but I think if you're going to give away that many, that many, you're asking for trouble. Yeah. And it came, it did bite us on the arse in the end. You know, it was one moment and that's all it takes is one moment to fall asleep at high, top level football. And one player to not pick up their man. And you concede, and then we, yeah. and let's be honest, we all thought at that point it was a draw. We, we didn't think we were going to win it at that point, really, did oh. we? we? We hoped, but we didn't believe. I, I don't think any of us, apart from scared. me, I thought it was going to be 3 0 when we brought new subs on, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. So but I just wanted to spend just, a moment yeah. to talk about that, like from a defensive point of view, but at the same time, let's not get carried away because that's a Zuma Silva. Mendy try and go again, and that's the third goal that we've yeah. conceded. Yeah. So it's not too shabby, is it? Let's it's not that honest. bad, is it? It's not that bad. We've seen worse. Let's be honest. Exactly. Yeah. I think. Um, no, I just think with the the, I think the subs were too many. If you want me to be honest, I think too many, like in a very short space of time. But <laughs> in the end, what do I know? Because Ollie pops up, Anna's going to be well pleased. Anna yeah. loves Jolly Drew. <laughs> Shout um, out to Anna. Yeah, well done, Anna. We said we were praying for him to come on as a super sub. And the oh, Jordan, weren't it. you involved in that? Jordan, weren't you saying oh, yeah. you wanted to photograph Olivier Giroud? Giroud, yeah. Hey. <laughs> what are you all about, mate? Yeah. You, no, no, you, whatever you? fine narcotics you're smoking over there in Kent, can I have something? <laughs> well, I think you maybe need to check the 1905 comments and replies. Yeah, I might, have have gander, you up. I might have stitched you up just a little bit. Uh, yeah, just, that's fine. Just a little bit. Me and Anna were having a conversation about Giroud and how we'd quite like to photograph him um, because I think it was that Chelsea pod that knew how much she liked Giroud and did a gif of him in it what, with Arsenal what, shirts what, behind. What was that video? Was it links or something? He's like... It, no, sorry, Jordan. Yeah, no, but, sure. Was it sure? Yeah, and he's like, oh, sexy. Yes. And he did the oh, thing, and that was oh, yes. Because I am gorgeous. Yeah. And, and that was 16. the one when... Uh, that's it, yeah, Chamberlain said... I don't know, it's something to do with, like, looking like... He said, I... Like, I look like a teenage mutant hero. 
Oh, that was uh, Oxlade Chamberlain. Yes, he did. <laughs> so it was that, and and Anna was involved, and then I jumped in oh and got involved, God. and I didn't put initials. No, it was when, a racism advert. It was a racism advert or something. So when so when um, I commented, I didn't put any initials. Ash oh, did called, you put JC? No, no, I didn't no, put any initials. Didn't put any. So Ash called Tracy. Up, yeah, and said, it doesn't, we, no one's going to know who from 1905 has said that. So I said, it's like, it's Jordan. Like, we found <laughs> Olivier Giroud. Right. She messaged us like, Jordan, be careful where you step. I mean, he's a good-looking guy, but he's no Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Oh, oh, shout yeah. out Ruben for getting the goal for Fulham as well. Shout out RLC. Helping him out. Okay, so we took a little break because this has taken longer than we expected. I think <laughs> beforehand. Waffle Central. <laughs> Waffle Central. We all needed to go to the toilet and top up yeah. our beers. So yeah. we absolutely forgot where the last segment was. I think so. I was talking about. <laughs> <continuing>. <laughs> <laughs> I think we I do tell that. you this is real and raw. So it was about <laughs> social media, wasn't it? Or we were talking about social like, media, no. Twitter. <laughs> or we gone past that? No, we were talking about conceding the goal. And oh no, it was. Twitter. <laughs> it was Twitter, wasn't it? It was Twitter. <laughs> it was Twitter. Yeah, it was Twitter. We're so yeah. professional, as you as yeah. realised. Yeah, this is like, us. Yeah, this is us. Digging out Chilwell. Oh, that's, that's right. Is. Digging out yeah. Chilwell. So yeah, so. Thank you. So, yeah, so, like, performances tonight, I think. I, I, Chilwell made a couple of mistakes, but he hasn't, he hasn't been rested, really, has he? No. And that was one of the other interesting questions I saw posed by someone was, like, the players that haven't been rested are Werner and Chilwell when we saw mistakes tonight, and they're both on the same flank, which means we're going to see... that's a weakness. Well, not, not even a weakness, but because we haven't got backup on that left flank at the moment, well, I guess we're going to notice those mistakes more when they're knackered. Well, I guess look at it logically, right? At the end of the day, everyone's played an awful lot of games. We've now played Tuesday night. We are now playing Sunday afternoon, late afternoon. Tottenham have got to play on Thursday, and they've still got to play late afternoon. So they've had a long like break that, between, yeah. the, between the weekends and their... And Thursday. Europa uh, game. And, <laughs> well, I, thought actually, I thought you actually had a cough then. <laughs> and then, COVID. You know, we're it? now getting a, a, a slightly bigger rest between now and the weekend game. It, it yeah. is all swings and roundabouts. I, mm -hmm. I personally do think that, that Werner probably should have been the first person pulled off today. I don't think anything mm. was going for him. And if actually we are thinking that we want his confidence to improve, we potentially mm. could have taken him off, given him more rest for Sunday. But yeah. actually, as it happens, if he wasn't on the pitch, we might not have got that equaliser with Giroud. So yeah. it's all yeah. swings but and roundabouts. The, I think you so can have a pop at people thing, all day long. You're not there doing that bloody job. So. The, the one thing I will say about Werner, and I've, I've backed him, and I, I think, you know, the fact he's getting in these goal-scoring positions week in, week out. And I know, Tracy, you mentioned he should have had two against Newcastle, two sitters that he didn't score. He also had one against Sheffield United. I do laugh um, because they are actually harder to miss. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, Britain, Britain's, or not even Britain, the world's worst newspaper, and I'm not even going to mention them by name, um, tonight are leading with the headline. Is it really hot? Yeah. Watch yeah. Werner miss another, capital letters, sitter. 
as he balloons oh. over the bar from five yards out. So you know, the media are going to start making a thing of this. And yeah, but the game scored. Did, he scored seven. One, sorry. Bob. Yeah, yeah. No, he scored. He scored seven in his last eight penalties. In his right. last eight. Yeah, I, yeah. It doesn't but, matter. It's but goal. he's been in a position to score eleven. He is. Yeah, no, of course. Of and course. I, yeah. and uh, the criticism, and I think we can be fair on this podcast, we can say that he should have should have been putting them away. Uh, I think I'm there's, yeah, I think there's three that he definitely should have. But, but I, did, I did have that feeling tonight of, oh, he's done it again. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm happy his confidence, yeah, I'm that happy he played for Germany him. and got done 6-0. Yeah, Spain actually rocked Yeah, but then his two misses against Newcastle were before that Germany game. No, no, that was after. Oh, no. Sorry. Both of these games. Both of these games have come after that. The one against Sheffield United was. Go on, Rick. You're itching. Rick's itching. (laughs) Bring it. Um, Come to me. (laughs) Stop playing (laughs) up. I I think there was the two chances um, against Newcastle. What I think... Yeah, you can say you should have taken them. Um, but I think it says a lot about the man. It says a lot about the player. that When he's burned their back four, um, he could have gone on by himself, but he's laid Tammy in. Yeah. So, well, that was a good assist. That was, that was the right thing to do. But right the thing decision. is, though, think... have you noticed that everyone's talking about the misses? Yes. No one's talking about the assist. And I think that's why Lampard led with... Lampard led with, in his comments after that game, after the game against him, Lampard led with the fact that, not that he'd missed two guilted opportunities, the fact that he had created that goal himself because of his pace. And it was against Newcastle, like that Werner's pace. He'll score he Sunday. That's exactly He'll score Sunday. The way I look at it, oh, I hope so. He loves a goal against Spurs. Um, the way I look at it is that, you know, we can go on and on and on and on about the, the chances that he might have missed, right? We had to watch morale. We had to watch... Uh, <laughs> Torres? No, no, I'm never, Sutton, ever... Never, oh, well, Sutton, Fleck, for sure. Yeah. I look Falcao, at things, Pato. Yeah, exactly. And I, he's better than all of them put exactly. together. Exactly. And I look is, at it and yeah. I think, right. And he's younger than we signed any of them. I swear he scored more than Morata already. But that's the point. On one hand, right, we've yeah. given patience to players who don't even really have any work rates. That's why I disclude, uh, exclude Torres from this, because I love that guy. His, his oh, he was brilliant. Was when impressive. you're at the bridge, and that was the thing that annoyed me with Torres, when you're at the bridge... You never seen anyone work so hard to get the ball and so quick over ten yards. And that's he was the thing. Player on match of the day than he was in reality. Well, that's the thing. You've got so you've got your hard working who things might not come off for them all the time, or you've got the ones that not much came off from them at all. So you can't. And how many times do we say, "Oh, it's the first season in the Prem. They haven't had to deal with a league like this. They don't. You know, this is a completely different level of football." How does that not apply to Werner? Of course it applies. Like, you can't throw a, a, a guy like from into one country into the next, completely different league, playing for Leipzig, now playing for Chelsea. It's higher profile, he's more in the spotlight, but he's still doing a fantastic job. And I will not hear people start slating him. And if that 
rag of a newspaper and want to start getting on his back, then actually that's disgusting because we've seen far worse from a far from far more many players. And mm-hmm. I just think, yes, he has had chances that were harder to miss than they were to score, but he his work rate, the way he plays other people in, he's not selfish, which actually sometimes I think he should be a little bit more. So mm. we'd probably see more from him if he was more selfish, but we are now building what feels like a team game. And Do you know what? No one's there isn't himself. a single player in our first team squad that I don't love. Not just like or appreciate, I love them. I think they are mm. bang on. I'm not. Like, okay... You know, people would say in the first squad we've got Alonso and whatever, but I'm talking about the first team and the people that are you know challenging for first team places. I love them. Yeah, no, I yeah, same. I, I quite simply yeah. love them. I think um, I think we are just absolutely spoiled as fans, and I think um, mm. we expect a lot of everything yesterday. And but there's so many of us now, and especially not being able to be at the bridge, not being able to cheer them on. I think it's totally underrated how how much fans have an impact on a game. Yeah. And considering the fact now we've just gone on to to win our sixth game in a row, we don't have yeah. any fans. This is all designed by themselves. There's nobody willing them on. There's no one cheering them forward. There's no one getting excited when they score a goal. And I still think that we are seeing some fantastic. And on that subject, if I may quickly, I know you and I spoke about the lack of fans and how important it is for the manager to be a barking orders at the team and instructing and, and cheering themselves and being yeah. that, you know, touchline support. And I think at times in the restart, Lampard just he, sat down the whole time. Yeah, I know Jose Mourinho pointed out, didn't he? Yeah, well, it was and quite obvious, yeah. I've been keeping an eye on it and... Lampard is definitely all about the technical area at the moment. Yeah. And his, and his outfits have changed a bit yeah. as well. <laughs> he turns into Pep. <laughs> he is a bit Pep. Yeah, bit pep. Go on, Rick. What you got, Go on, Rick. Um, I just wanted to just say something as like a general sort of thing. We, um, we've spoke about various players and improving the team. Thiago Silva coming in, improving the back four, the goalkeeper has helped improve things. All completely true. Um, what about our manager? It's only year three yep. in his yep. whole career as being yep. a manager. Um, I thought you were what, going somewhere else with that, which I'll add to, but yeah, I agree. What a mate. fantastic job he's doing. Year two at Chelsea, year three for his whole career. And this is what, what a makes fantastic me laugh. job he's doing. Yeah, because a lot of the Mount haters are the ones that don't like Frank. So this is where this has come about. And again, it, you don't know football, if, even if you don't know Chelsea at that listen, point. Listen to Eddie Hearn's latest episode of oh, Frank Lampard. That's amazing. And you'll realise, yeah. yeah, you'll realise what, what drives Lampard to where he is and where he's come from as a player and what still drives him today as a manager, which is a complete different ball game. And even he says that on the, uh, on the podcast. It is so interesting. I ain't promoting another thing, but you'll just just for that little episode, you'll you'll learn available. you'll learn <laughs> what 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 Lampard says basically. I think people you're right do, though, Rick. Yeah, I think you're right. Carry on. Sorry. People do. You know, I see people. People just 
seem to just find it so hard to praise him from a managerial point of view. People keep going about Anthony Barry's coming from Wigan. I was just about and to discuss him. He's the saviour and he's, and he's this, that and the other. I don't know enough about Anthony Barry, but what I do know, Anthony Barry is not a defensive coach. Anthony no, Barry is a not. football coach. Yeah. He's okay. a general football coach. Just to challenge that though. Just to challenge that though, mate. Anthony Barry, if you look at what people have said about him previously when he was at Wigan, his work with their positioning, defending and attacking set pieces is something that people, they, they big him up for. So I'm wondering, actually, if we, you know, we've all said that a lot of our goals were given away two set pieces and corners and stuff. I'm wondering, actually, has he had more of an impact than we're giving him credit for? Oh, can you not hear us, mate? Hello? No, he's there, there. No, there is, all right. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> uh, so there was, was a rumour. There was, was a rumour that I fell off my chair, but it's not true. <laughs> it's not he true. actually uh, did. He borrowed my chair for the evening. And <laughs> it was the same so, vortex that swallowed Tracy up a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <took me. laughs> so I was just saying, the, um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the things that I've seen that was said about um, Anthony Barry at Wigan yes. were set-piece coaching, defending and attacking set-pieces. So actually, given we conceded so many from those positions last season, I was just wondering if actually it's been a bigger factor than we've, we're, we're giving credit for or we're actually we're completely, talking about. I completely, completely agree with what you're saying. Um, mm. He's definitely made an impact. Yeah. Um, but there's only one manager and it's all built around what he wants and what his philosophy is. And, and, and he's, he's brought in Anthony Barry. And but he's then brought in Anthony that, Barry because Anthony Barry adds to what to Lampard that, though, wants to bring. I think Lampard had a full season. If we were going to improve, and I love Frank Lampard, this is just me playing devil's advocate. If we were going to improve on set pieces between November 2019 and what ended up being September 2020, I think we would have seen that improvement and improvement during that period. Uh, but I we don't didn't. know because, oh, I because disagree. we didn't have everyone. I like this. I like that we fit. don't agree. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. And I'll tell you why I disagree. It goes back to fight, fight, not having fight. a transfer window. Should um, we just go, Trace? Yeah. Having, <laughs> um, not having a transfer window, not having a Tiago Silva, yeah, we said, not having we, a Ben Chilwell. We did Chilwell, say that earlier in this pod, didn't we? That this is having a better Reese James actually, now as well. A better Reese yeah, James. I He's agree with you. 100%. And I just think you can't, you cannot draw, you know, draw a ring around one particular reason and say that is the reason because think, it's all of these things. It's the transfer so window. Many, it's the signings. So it's the blooding of the youngsters. And it's, it's so it's many potions in this cauldron, guys. And, oh, hello. And, so oh, many potions to the cauldron. The most important yes, thing mate. is, to what you're saying, all these things are going all into the same potion. Who's the person putting all these things into the potion? It's Frank Lampard. Yeah, Morris. The big FL. Shut yeah. up, it's, it's, and it's no, no. but Jody Morris and Joe Edwards are massively important no, are. on the training no, ground. You bring massively up an interesting important. point. Jody's huge, and so and Jody, Joe. Jody oh, especially is massive influence. Yeah, and his football philosophy and the way he wants to play it, you know, fits with what Lampard wants to do. I, I think was told when he joined Joe, when he when he came back as manager, Lampard was told you can have whoever you want, whoever okay. you want, and he no said doubt. my number two is going to be. Jody Morris. 
I wanted Jody as soon as I knew Lampard might come back. I was thinking, I hope he brings Jody with him. That was my when first I met, When I met Lampard at a youth game, uh, was it semi final against Tottenham uh, Youth Cup, FA Cup? Lampard and uh, Jody Morris were like sitting there, mm. like just chatting, and then like Lampard had to go away. And I was thinking, obviously, you know, they're mates and that. And I just thought, and then about three years later, they're then together on the touchline for the first team. I was uh, that's there. an interesting I think... point. No, go, no, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, to add what to Jordan said, it's an interesting point as well, because you always used to see the see the pictures on the website. He'd always, when Lampard was doing his badges, he'd always come in for the youth team when it was, uh, and he'd always take a session with Jody with the youth team yeah at the time Jody was manager and so they've always been very close ever since they were players they've always been very close I think that's why it was a natural like transition to have Frank with Jody and Joe it made sense when we had no when we had a transfer ban and we lost Eden Hazard you needed the two people there with Frank, who'd obviously taken some of our youth at Derby, I think that then meant a recipe for um, transition properly because we we all we've all wanted to see the youth. We've all, you know, and actually, I think almost everything happens for a reason. In that we got we got to that point. We we got Frank. Everybody loves Frank. I think if anything, yeah, the fans probably do give him more of a slide than you potentially would your Saris because we know what they mean to our club but not Fair only point. that mm. not only that I think we've got now and, and actually the proof is in the pudding that just that little bit of patience last last year was a complete experiment we had no choice literally had to do what went on this season we're seeing Frank bringing in the likes of Werner, Chilwell, Havers, Ziyech, Silva, Mendy, those six. She's rapping. Yeah, she's <laughs> 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 I thought she was like commentating on the horses. <laughs> You've got all those oh. players that he's now used, which are now proving to complement what he already has. Now, you can say what you want, whether it, it, it doesn't come down to the silence. We all know you can buy whoever you want. Uh, it doesn't mean they're going to work together. For that to now gel, and that's where I kind of disagree with you, Ash, in uh, in September, we couldn't have seen what we're seeing in the last six games because we didn't have Siesh. We didn't have um, uh, Mendy. Oh, no, we did have Mendy. We didn't have Ben Chilwell fully in in September. No, mm. And it just... It got to the point where it was like, well, you know, we're we're still transitioning because we bought these mm. players, but some of them aren't available. Now they are available, and that is without Pulisic. Yeah, and do you know what, right? I will say, to back you both up, Tracy and Rick, what you both just said about Lampard. Like, I guess one way of looking at it is he's conceded. You know, you know, <laughs> you know, like he's waving school, the flag have, for those of you that can't like see. He's waving at, the flag. When you're at school, you have sets in classes mm. based on ability right you could put the best teacher with a bottom or a middle set yeah. and they would do a certain job yeah. but as soon as you put the best teacher with the top set you're more likely to see test results in the 90 percent plus i get you right? and i think we lampard didn't have a window but now 
Lampard has had a window and we've brought in players that are in the top set. Uh, and he's had like, and this one window. a good coach, a top coach with a top set of students beneath him is going to get better results than the same coach would with a level just below. And I think that's so, what we're seeing. So what we're saying, basically, is lay off of Mount, lay off of Lampard, <laughs> lay off of everybody. Yeah. Just <laughs> fuck just, off, Twitter. Just enjoy. <laughs> the reason why I'm laughing, guys, yeah, is because she, her face went straight to the camera. Rick, <laughs> what's Rick saying? <laughs> Get rid of oh, your stupid mate. fucking Neymar pictures. Yes. <laughs> And go to bed. Uh, yes, go to bed. <laughs> just, get, no, just get in the bin. Just, oh, yeah, just ignore the, the bed. Bin. Ignore the bed. Leave the door. Go down the stairs. Out the front door to the end of the driveway. Step in, mate. That's <laughs> yours. Come back. Just get in it. It's not yours. It's your parents. Tell <laughs> mum to Twitter turn off the Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Virgins. <laughs> oh. There's guns going off tonight. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we've had a drink, can't you? We um, are Larry Night Night Five, but I think, but, I think but, because we've had, had a drink. drink. Qualified for the knockout <laughs> stages. Yeah, we at the end of the day, I think we've all got to the point where we're really frustrated. I think in every single pod so far this mm. season, we have mentioned these Twitter idiots, and we've mm-hmm. got to the point now where it's like, what do you want? Seriously, if you don't want Mount, if you don't want Lampard, then bye bye. Nobody cares. Yeah. I agree. I agree. <laughs> but no, I think tonight against friends, I think we we were lucky to get the winner. But as I said on Twitter as well in our comments, and uh, I think anybody that's listening that does follow us and interact on Twitter, you're going to see a little bit more of Rick from now on. Um, yeah, Rick, Rick's we, got his hands uh, up again. Rick's it doesn't matter how up. you win. It just matters that you win. Yeah. Go on, Rick. Good on. Can I just also... Oh, go on. You, no, sorry, Rick's you waiting his turn, Jordan. Put your hands up. Um, <laughs> what I wanted to say was, would we have won that game last season tonight? I don't believe we would have. Oh, won, great no. question. No, I don't, I don't think, think we, we would. would. No. no. I don't no, think we would. So I think that says a lot where we're going. We're going in the right direction. That's the main thing. Exactly. And that's, the, that's the difference. The easy thing to overlook would be a, t- a change by Lampard that won the game, right? That's, if this was Jose, who's brought one a forward with 10 minutes to go, oh, be and we nicked a winner, yeah. tactical genius. Go on, Rick, he's well itching. <laughs> um, <laughs> and just keeps hitting his finger up. <laughs> <laughs> but you make a great point, Ash, because how many times have you read on Twitter, especially Twitter, fuck off Twitter, um, that Lampard can't do in he's poor in game management. He mm. he hasn't got the ability to make a substitution and change the game. Well he's just proved he can tonight. So Yeah, boom. Exactly. Go on, Jordan. You say I what do, you wanted to say and then we I've need got to wrap two, this up. I've got two well, if we're gonna wrap it up, I was gonna say it after one of the things after. Anyways, whatever. Um I um <laughs> didn't make any what sense. I was say, yeah, my <laughs> thing what I was gonna say is that you know <laughs> All right, guys. I'll time. Uh, what I was going to say, yeah, is I thought I I like Jorginho and Cover, um, but they I thought that the game in the middle was a little bit slower. Um, at the same time, as well, um, they also had their best player that didn't play in the first game, Kamavinga, and I thought that also uh, caused us an issue as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's I think yeah. there's so many positives. We're into the knockouts regardless now. Yes, we want to win the group. Uh, I think that we can highly celebrate six wins in a row now. You know, that's no mean feat. The the, the league is a really weird place to be right now. And let's just smash Tottenham. Please. Yeah, so I'm in full let's agreement. Go. Let's smash let's Tottenham. So that concludes our pod. Kick the blue flag. Flying high. Keep the blue flag flying high.